Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of our podcast. I am Phil Woodard, and I'm joined and by Adam Potter. I'm Adam Potter. Hello, Adam. So, And we are really glad that you're here for episode number two of what is currently an untitled podcast. Untitled. An untitled podcast. I subscribed, Phil, today. You did? Let me just tell the audience so phil sent me the link phil is the tech genius behind this project and all technology related projects i've ever done and um no 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 technology genius here phil woodard and uh so he sent me the link to our anchor.fm page for podcast untitled and uh, this morning, I was going to share the link with a friend, and I noticed, Phil, that you have added the ability to subscribe to our podcast on all of the major podcast platforms. Oh, really? Yeah, truly. So I use one of the more obscure Android pl- podcast platforms called Pocket Casts. Okay. And I was able, yeah, you haven't heard of it. I mean, you know, you probably use like Spotify or Google podcasts or whatever. Those are also available, but I, I was able to subscribe on pocket casts this morning. Um, and I did have to scroll all the way down in my list of podcasts that I subscribed to, to you to find untitled, but there it is. And I tapped on the 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 auto download button so mm. that every time we release a new episode i can listen to our voices yeah so i mean so we have a little news and some audience participation so the first thing i want to say that i we we plan to release this ep- these um episodes on every saturday um you know maybe Maybe mm-hmm. around maybe ten or eleven. You don't. I don't want you waking up too early to to be the first person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in Corona, like during Corona time, like you know, what what is sleeping and because up? you know, you know <laughs> that our vast audience right is going to set their alarm for of the course. weekend based on our release schedule. I mean, on pins and needles like this, like we're dropping major knowledge right here, you know. But so, I, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> we're probably going to break the internet. Really, hey. the bandwidth required when the entire human race goes to download right this podcast. I mean, we we're really going to anchor. They're going to have to re, you know, think how to their server situation. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. So, um, and then the second thing. So, audience members, who, whoever you are, wherever you are, we do we we are an untitled podcast right now because Adam and I uh, have cannot seem to uh, agree. We don't have much. We haven't had many creative ideas on what to uh, now, Phil. It. Go, that's I, not fair okay well i'm gonna let, i so, had one very okay yeah now he's protesting and, no, and no, no. he's acting as if no oh go ahead so so this is what i mean i i'm i i we don't we haven't really talked about this so you know we so so we both have kind of come up with names and so uh, 
Adam, what's you, the one? I no, don't no, no, you go first. Let me think. Let me. What's think your about day? Oh, okay. So I have to go first because you can't remember. Yes. This is how creative his name is. Yes. He's forgotten it. Yes. All right. Well, let me just say uh, before I reveal my proposed name for our podcast mm-hmm. that backstory. Uh, yes, backstory. This came about um, because of the Chehi Summer School of Music where I teach every summer when there is not a global pandemic going on. So that means every summer except this summer of 2020. So sad. Um, and my good buddy, Jonathan Rajasilan, he and I, I mean, our conversations were nearly as interesting as the conversations that you are now listening to between Phil and, and I. Um, and our friend Jeanette Labar who Phil knows, suggested that we do a podcast. And credit goes to Jeanette for thinking of the name of this podcast that she suggested Jonathan and I do, and that is Pompous Circumstances. And Phil is nodding his head here. Yes. Should I give further backstory, or have you thought of your podcast I idea? You, I mean, you could definitely go ahead and give more backstory. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's just not that interesting, <laughs> Phil. We've got we've got a whole lineup of things to get to, and I don't want to steal our time with stories about how I want to be Fraser Crane. I mean, you, I think I think you may make, be making the case for your title, though. I mean, so if you want to, like, at least share one more, like, you can give one more. One okay, dear audience members, one more uh, piece of backstory on why pompous circumstances is a good is a good title. Well, first of all, we all know the song "Pomp and Circumstance," which is played at graduations traditionally. Uh, so, play on words. I never met a pun that I could resist. And then, secondly, I just love the idea of being. Pompous, I, um, one of my very favorite, no, not one of, my very favorite sitcom of all time is Frasier, um, and there's an episode of that sitcom where somehow the newspaper thinks that Frasier has died and they write an obituary, and in that obituary they describe him as endearingly pompous, and... If any of you out there are obituary writers, that is what I want my obituary to read. I want my obituary to say that I was endearingly pompous. Mm. Both are equally important. Both words. Mm. All right. I have finished now. Phil, it's your turn. I think you've you've levied a, a very convincing case here. So my my idea is pretty simple. So I, I've had... I kind of, in, in a similar vein, having conversations with um, whether it's college professors or, or people from the community. And, um, and I'm like, at the end of those conversations, I, I should have recorded that conversation. So, mm. like, I think that's basically what I want to call it. Like, we should have recorded that. Um, because, like, I would definitely, like, just the knowledge or even, like, the um the camaraderie that like you kind of have when you're sharing ideas you're just like man mm. I w- some, some someone else could use this 
Uh, and so that's kind of my idea. So I, I we should have recorded that. I think that's what I said. So that that will be my title. So we have pompous. I surface. do like that a lot. You like that? I, I like it. I like it. I'm not, I, mean, I mean, you'd better like it. You came up with it. <laughs> I, I like the other one. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, you you would handle more of the pompous, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we got to we should endearingly move on. pompous. Yes. All right, we'll move on. But dear audience, we want to hear from you. What do you think we should title this untitled podcast? Phil, how can they get a hold of us? That several ways you can email us. Um, we will share our email address at at the end of this podcast. But there is also a voice message um, uh, tab inside of our web page, and, and it is, will it automatically attaches to every episode. So if um, we would love to hear your voice. Um, Absolutely. You know, so if you just want to round, we more, are choral musicians. We yes. love people's voices. Yes. Deep. Anyway. <laughs> or or high voices are or, beautiful yes. too. No, I was I was just going to talk about breathing, but I'm like I, I don't. We don't. Oh, all I thought you were talking about. Anyway, <laughs> so, voice range. <laughs> so it, it, uh, anyway, sorry. You can you can um, you can reach us. In in through the voice messenger, and uh, like I said, we will share our emails at the end of this episode. So today, now we're gonna um, no real good segue here. So today we are going to talk about kind of our musical passions. Last episode, we 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 said we shared that we are both musicians, and so today we want to kind of uh, dive into um, uh, dive a little deeper into that. And uh, so I think, Adam, I would like um, I would like to pose the questions to you and then maybe I can kind of bounce some of my ideas off uh, some of my um, a little story. off. Of yeah. That. OK. All right. Sounds good. So I, I think one one of the ways we want to start is just by asking um, kind of what was what was your beginnings? How, you know, as a uh, young yeah. musician, my musical beginnings. Um, so I was raised in church, um, and it was the kind of church where you went to church on Sunday morning for Sunday school Uh and Sunday morning worship. And then you came back to church on Sunday night for Sunday evening worship. And then you came back to church on Monday night for Awana, and then you came back to church on Wednesday night for prayer meeting. And um, after you'd gotten, after you had uh, graduated from Awana, you could skip Monday night, but then you added Friday night youth group. So, you know, you had to be in church at least three days a week to be a good Christian. And um, a part of growing up in church is growing up around music. And uh, my grandma actually is uh, just an incredible uh, improviser at the piano, playing hymns. Um, Her music reading skills have always been really weak. Uh, I'm, I'm comforted 
by the fact that my grandma has no technology with which to listen to this podcast, so I can say that her music reading skills were weak. Um, you like that, Phil? I do, man. You feel okay yes. to say that, okay? Yes, she'll never know. Don't tell her, anyone, that I said that. But she more than made up for it with just an incredible ability to play music by ear. Really, I mean, far, far, uh, far, far and above what I can do in terms of improvising and playing by ear. Um, And so I just, you know, I grew up uh, watching her, listening to her play the hymns that we would sing as a congregation in church and um so that was really a the the, my very first introduction to music was being surrounded by at least three days a week in church um singing it uh with the congregation i loved to sing i always loved to sing as a child um and and, you know, I even, I remember, you know, my first solo uh, in church, I was, it, it was before I could read. So I was probably four years old because my mom worked with me to m- help me memorize the words, which I could not read. And my grandma accompanied me and I sang, in his time, in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Do you do you know that song, Phil? I, I don't know that one, but I, I think it was like you know the contemporary Christian worship of the I don't know maybe seventies. Seventies, yeah. Well, I'm mean, no the eighty. Oh, maybe okay, like a decade. I mean, I was like I was like four years old, so it was still the eighties at that point. Right, but yeah, so, probably yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway. Um, oh, I just gave away my age in public. It's okay. Yeah, I definitely you know. have a face for radio. So, um, so uh, sorry, back on track. Um, those were my earliest musical memories, singing in church. Um, and then I think, as I said last week, when I was seven years old, my mom asked me if I wanted piano lessons, probably because the idea was that... Um, you know, that I too would learn how to play hymns and that would be the end. I would be a hymn playing dairy farmer. <laughs> and um, and then, do you want me to keep going, Phil, with my musical beginnings? I mean, yeah. And yeah, if you, like, if that doesn't, yeah, we can just keep going. Go ahead. All right. I'll just, I'll just get up through college and then okay. I'll, I'll ask you some questions myself. Okay. Um, so that was when I was, I, you know, the progression to review early childhood singing in church, seven years old, began piano lessons. By the time that I was around the sixth grade, I actually began to enjoy practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, so those first four or so years of piano study were, you know, those were out of duty. And then I really began to enjoy practicing around, you know, middle school age. Um, and then I remember a really significant event for me as a child um, that's going to sound really silly. At least, you know, as an adult now, looking back, I think to myself, oh, well, that was 
insignificant. But as a child, in my perspective, it was actually a huge deal. Um, and that is that uh, I went to a 7th through 12th grade junior-senior high school. When you grow up in Wyalusing, Pennsylvania, there town. are not enough students to... What did you say? I said a small town, right? <laughs> yes, a small town is is really overselling it. <laughs> um, so when you grow up in Wyalusing, Pennsylvania... There's not a middle school and a high school. There is a junior-senior high school where the 7th through 12th grade is in. And so the 7th through the 12th grade was um, put on a musical every spring. And so 7th through 12th graders all participated in this musical. And in the 8th grade, they decided to do Gilbert and Sullivan, the Pirates of Penzance. Um, now, most of our audience, I assume... Are, are musician types, since that is the thrust of our podcast. Uh, and so for them, they know what Gilbert and Sullivan is. But for anyone out there who doesn't, Gilbert and Sullivan were 19th century, a 19th century composer, lyricist team who wrote uh, dozens of operettas that were performed on the stage uh, in London, and they most of them are comedic in nature. Um, they're really farcical and absurd. Uh, perhaps that is where my where my love of absurdist humor was born. Um, but because the music is is so old, um, and because it was coming out of a a European classical music tradition, it operetta in Gilbert and Sullivan style is really quite sophisticated musically um or at least i won't say musically sophisticated i will say vocally advanced it requires some real technique to sing gilbert and sullivan what's that challenging huh? yeah it is challenging and um so in the eighth grade i was cast as frederick in the Pirates of Penzance, which is the male lead. Um, and, you know, as an eighth grader, that was a big responsibility to put on my shoulders because there were ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders above me. But this was a, I mean, Frederick is a high lyric tenor role. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, honestly, I loved, I, I love and continue to admire my directors from school musicals back then. But if you're listening to this, Mr. Shumway, why did you choose the parts of Penzance when you didn't know if you had a high lyric tenor in your midst? I mean, you had to choose an eighth grader to sing the role. <laughs> but let me just say, um, that was a huge confidence booster. Um, and it was around the same time that I thought i want to be a music teacher and i think i'd i'd had those those thoughts and feelings of oh i would really like to do this for a little while um but i always questioned my talent and get, getting the lead in the high school musical in wiley pennsylvania is is never uh, a sign that you do have the talent required to be a musician but it was a good first step in in the right direction um having said that 
there have been some great musical theater singers to come out of Wyalusing, Pennsylvania. Lucas Steele is a graduate of Wyalusing Valley Junior Senior High School. Ben Dibble is a graduate of Wyalusing Valley Junior Senior High School. Um, and these are people with, with careers today. Um, so it's a good first step in knowing yeah. you have what it takes. I mean, yeah. maybe... Um, no, don't go ahead. So anyway, Phil, I think I've rambled on enough about my musical beginnings. I'm curious to hear about yours. So, yeah, I I mean, I, I can't I grew up in the church as well. Um, yeah, going to church every almost every day. And, and then in the summertime, it like you are literally going you were, you um, as a as a child we would have these things called convocations where you were really there every day for mm. a week you would like you had morning and, mm -hmm. and evening services for for a week and i and i actually enjoyed it um as a kid because of the, the because of the music like um primarily and uh i would probably i like i would imitate the the pastor like in the preaching because i grew up in this charismatic pentecostal church and so um very loud Phil, can we please hear what you sounded like when you imitated the preaching <laughs> um i don't let me hear hey not my my pastor actually was not really a humming he was not really a humming pastor. he was he was more like this uh, and, and <laughs> yes he oh, i that's mean that's what i'm talking about he he really he i mean and he still he still has a strong voice um but uh and uh so like the church was really where i where i experienced music the most singing in choirs uh from a young age um my I, there's an organist and i think she still is playing at the church where that i grew up her name is mary griffin but and i sung beside her all the time um doing um kind of the the prayer portion um laying on hands prayer mm. portion of the the service after the sermon she would be up there singing and and at a certain age i just i started joining her and singing um singing those songs and i remember my dad he taught sunday school so i was there so we were there in sunday school as well and uh the evening service mm -hmm. you know we talked about the evening you talked about the evening service mm -hmm. on sunday the evening service was actually the large like our major service not the sunday morning service interesting yeah because my, my pastor at the time he actually was going to another a church what we would call a church plant um mm -hmm. and that sunday morning and he would come back in sun that sunday night and preach and so sunday night like that's where that's where people came for uh church and uh but during sunday morning my dad and the other my dad he was a deacon uh he would you know lead sunday school and and kind of facilitate the kind of order of worship and the assistant pastor would preach but one one of my fondest memories is of, of two mothers and uh they would uh during prayer time they would always sing this hymn i need thee oh i need thee every mm -hmm. hour i need thee and uh, i mean of course it's we know like we know it with to a different tune but that 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 hymn and uh and particularly that that melody uh i've sung that so many times just as as i've as i've gone through struggles 
Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. The wind blew shut my door. Okay, there's no problem. Um, yeah, and so like that was the just kind of the 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 kind of where I I knew I wanted to do music. My dad and my mom they encouraged me. I actually the first instrument I started playing. Um, started taking lessons with was the piano. I started playing mm. the piano um, with lessons, and uh, I, I think I was pretty good at it from what, what I was told, and I enjoyed it. But as I got older, I started when I was seven. I start so I guess I may I probably was a little bit older than you. Um, you, you I think you said you. you started. I also started at age seven. Oh really? Wow. Okay. I didn't. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah, so I started playing. I started practicing and playing at seven, but at ten, I kind of got bored with it, and <laughs> and I think it was around age ten I got I, I started to kind of drift away from the piano and was really I was really captivated by the drums, and so I really started playing the drums. And then um, you know, like uh, talking about kind of teenage years, you know, I'm a bass baritone. I started to kind of hit puberty so like i was i mean i was definitely a treble voice as um Mm -hmm. you know as a little kid and i so i could sing i could again i could sing with um sister mary and and actually probably sing in the keys where she was singing and but then i i remember like another kind of pivotal moment and this was kind of pivotal in the in a sad way i guess I went to another one of these conventions and there was with these kind of pickup choirs, you may call them like people come and sing. And um, I'm singing in this choir and I actually am starting to sing down the octave because the part is too high for me to sing. And I remember, I I don't know how long in this rehearsal (laughs) I was going on, but then the director, he's he's like, who is that? What is going on? And I finally, <laughs> I finally say it's me. I I'm I'm singing down there. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can't do that. And so then I I got out of the choir. And I actually, I stopped singing for such a long time. And I only played the drums. Yeah. Um, and then when I and then when I went off to college, um, for the first time, I I like I said before, I wasn't a really good student, but I really did enjoy like. Um, my musical extracurricular activities. There was a gospel choir called the. It was part of the African Afro American Student Organization, of the gospel choir, and I um, I met a lot of good people in that choir. But I I started again with the drums. But then the director left, and um, they needed a director. Someone else didn't want it. And I actually, honestly, I kind of end up. I was kind of a figurehead at first. Like, uh, <laughs> honest, I mean, and I, I could, I, I could, be, like, being honest with myself, I, I know, I knew I was kind of a figurehead, but mm-hmm. I think that was really like you talk about that moment that kind of boosts your courage. I'm like, I really want mm-hmm. to do this. I really do think um, I, en- I enjoy, you know, making music. And I actually went to school the first time just to do like production. So I was taking. Yeah. Um, audio class. I was taking audio classes. I took a vis- uh, video class, those type of classes. But in doing, in being a part of this gospel choir, I'm like, I want to actually make the music, not just record it. Yes. I want to yes. make the music. And uh, yeah, that was a really, really great experience. I mean, there were some hard. I I had learned some hard lessons 
during that gospel choir. Maybe we'll talk about that next next episode. But um, mm-hmm. but that was kind of I mean, I kind of went from my beginnings like really far. But um, but yeah, I think that but was, it's good. It's yeah. a good narrative, Phil. I think, you know, all of us, both of us and everyone listening, there are, there are power. There is power in our stories. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate hearing your story oh. again. Likewise, I'm, I'm, and I, I mean, I'm glad. You know, I did not know you started. We started playing piano at the same time. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Well, you, not the same time because you are a little <laughs> bit younger than I am. I am. I am. I don't. I would kind of be telling my age if I said how many years younger than. But no. It's all right. It's all right. No, they no. know that when I was four years old, they were still in the eighties. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we could have been in the nineties. Could have been. Nope, never no, mind. No, I was, I was like, I was five when it turned nineteen ninety. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I'll go ahead since we. I mean, you're being a little vulnerable here. I, I was. I actually, my age. Yes, <laughs> being a little vulnerable. It's here. all right. I own my age. I'm thirty five. Everyone. I, and I am like a Stradivarius violin. I'm getting mm-hmm. better with age. Hey man, that's the way to think of it. That's Absolutely, the way, that's this the year will be the best year yet, and next year will be even better than that. Right? I mean, people are surprised when they find out how old those violins are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm three years older. I mean, three years younger than Adam. I don't, um, I wouldn't be mad if I was three years older, but I I kind of do want to live through the thirties. So like, I'm thirty two. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I do think, um, I was talking to, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I think you may have met Asia, but we, we were, mm-hmm. we were just yep. talking and, uh, she was, we were, I was kind of, you know, just kind of reflecting on the kind of, well, the news and, you know, she was saying to me, one of the ways you really can kind of, um, you know, speak into this moment is by telling your story, you know, it's by the kind of, yes. And uh, I th- and like you said, I think that is true for everyone. I think that is yes. true for everyone. I, I I think we probably should move on to our um, recurring segments. I think you're right. We are 31 <laughs> minutes in. Yeah. So we we have a to our audience. It probably seems like we're just stream of consciousing this. But we actually do have an outline of what we want to talk about. <laughs> yes, um, we do. But then, it's only episode two, Phil. We're learning. Yeah, we are. So, uh, so anyway, we we have a, we have something of a structure. But then we enjoy telling our stories a lot, and so we we did not get to some other segments that we wanted to, which means you'll have to tune in next week dun, dun, for dun. those. Yeah. But now we're going to move on to, uh, just like any good podcast, we want some recurring segments. So mm-hmm. we're going to move on now to Current Events Corner. Yeah. Trademark. We yeah. shouldn't trademark that. It's too lame. <laughs> uh, so, Phil, what in the world this week is sticking with you? I think 
um, you know, there's there's so much going on, uh, and I think that's why this segment is so important. Um, we can just kind of stay in touch with, you know, the things that are going on. Um, there's so many things that are going on, but I I, I think one of the positive things that that are, that is going on is the I was we were talking about this earlier the legislation that is mm-hmm. happening around um, police reform and the and the and the fact that we are actually seeing it it happen like these things are moving um and so like that is one of the big things that is um you know um, amongst the other things that are kind of weighing on my heart that is one thing that is encouraging me what about you yes well you know i have to say i have not been encouraged by anything in the news Mm -hmm this week i'm glad that you have been um i i guess i can take courage in um in the vast number of peaceful protests that have um have demonstrated our need for systemic reforms um so i guess that is is encouraging but i'm just I really am feeling demoralized by the the state of the world, first of all, the compounding difficulties that our world, and especially this nation, is facing with a viral pandemic on top of an economic recession, on top of the, the um, police brutality that has come yet again far too sadly far too horribly back into the headlines um and i am just sorry to be a downer everyone but i'm just cynical of washington dc i'm just cynical i'm i'm so glad that phil is encouraged by the legislation that's coming out i just we just need it to actually pass And I think about, I mean, how many times has police brutality been in the headlines? It's the same as school shootings. How many times has gun violence been in the headlines? And what has been accomplished about either? Yeah, not much. So I'm sorry that you should have gone last so that you could (laughs) have provided a little bit more hope. I, on the other hand... um, No, I'm just... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. My my pastor's sermon this past week was on Jonah chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 mm-hmm. and it was about it was uh past the pastor pastor Anthony Salvaggio uh framed the conversation in terms of the word resignation and how it can mean both uh I want to give up and I submit. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to resist the feeling, the temptation to give up. And I'm trying to lean into my total submission to God's sovereignty over this world. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of that, of the hymn. I need the hour. I need thee every hour. Yes, every hour. Every hour I need thee. Mm-hmm. Phil and I do it in two different octaves. Him in the man's <laughs> octave and me in the woman's. No, there's no such thing. 
It's just treble and bass, but you know. Oh, but. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I sing it in the treble. No, but I I think like to to kind of elaborate on both points. I mean the um, we the the it is really um, a people's movement. Like like we yes, and uh, not just and not just in the states, but globally globally and i mean i i really like i, f I feel kind of light lighter thinking about it. i mean it that doesn't mean that things that doesn't mean things will change but i think that people are we we're in such a state right now where um uh inaction is not going to be tolerated i mean um by by the people i mean we we're seeing statues we saw that i think in england they would they took tore down mm -hmm. the statue and dumped yes. it in the in the river. At yes, the, you know that they like people are really um, saying we need change. Um, and I and I think that is the that is the hopeful part that um like uh, and especially we we call we call ourselves uh, a democratic republic. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. we are basically a republic, right? We don't really do the thing ourselves as a citizen but we do um hire the people who who do and so like we yeah. can keep their feet to the fire and we need to yeah yes i have written my my congressman and my two united states senators in regards to all of this yeah and, uh, and now all three of them are on one side of the issue so probably my perspective was just resounding into the echo chamber but that's okay but, but i mean but you you added your voice so yes uh, yeah and, and i think yeah. that yeah yeah all right yeah and our final segment mm -hmm. what did we learn so uh, phil what did you learn today i um one of the things that i did not know i just i think i said it already that you started playing the piano um, around a similar age that, that I did and I don't and the other thing that I did not know like how pivotal how pivotal um, high school musicals were I don't know if we had talked you about didn't it. know that I was a theater baby did you yeah, I did not know that yeah well I mean I don't really do it as a part of my life anymore True. Um, and I'm not one of those people who can you know, sing entire shows from memory uh -huh. uh, because I only listen to show tunes. No, I listen to a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So anyway, but back in the day, hugely influential. So Adam, what did you learn today? Um. Well, you know, Phil, uh, you had told me all of the stories before that you told our audience today. Okay. Uh, but now they are recorded for posterity on this podcast tentatively titled we should have recorded that um but i i just want to actually go back and talk about the time when you stopped singing because your voice you had hit puberty your yeah. voice was no longer a treble voice right and in order to sing you your solution as a, what were you, 12, 13-year-old? Yes, around there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was to drop the octave and yeah. sing the melody down the octave. Mm -hmm. And then you were scolded. 
yeah. Were you told to stop singing? I, I, in so many words, I think he, 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 he said I needed to figure it out. So, I mean, <laughs> I left the rehearsal. I left the rehearsal. Like, that is what I did. Oh. Yeah. And see, now, and here's the thing, because we're, we're, our audience for this podcast is probably mostly musicians slash the, our closest friends <laughs> who want to hear us. spew off our opinions but okay music educator friends we just do not understand the power of our words Mm. um both for good and for ill we um that moment probably the conductor who who said those words to phil about figuring it out he probably does not remember that moment. He but Phil remember. remembers that moment. <laughs> Phil remembers that moment and he stopped singing for years because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean this in complete sincerity. I pray regularly that God not let me damage my students. Um, I just, because the things that in our perspective as the adult, as the teacher, Mm -hmm. the things that we say or do that are just yet another day of doing our job, we, they are rife with opportunities for those kind of moments Mm -hmm. that made Phil stop singing for years. Mm So, um, I just wanted to reflect on that, that our music educator colleagues and we need to be really, uh, aware of the power of what we say. And just to, just to kind of, um, you know, look forward, foreshadow, this is like this, the culture that we want to, to cultivate and the culture that I believe you cultivated as a core director, um, uh, you know, that gracious, forgiving, uh, that type of culture, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what you're talking about. And where yes. I sometimes, may, maybe sometime, maybe one time I did, you know, step on your toe or I did say something, but I, I asked for your forgiveness, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then and then likewise, um, you know, you can as a student, and so I'm speaking yes. as a teacher, yes. but as a student, you can come to me and say, uh, "Teacher, I didn't, I, I didn't do that well." Or we can, we can um, kind of um, um, process that, debrief that um, together, as as we've kind of done. And so, audience, please come back because we're gonna dive more into this. And I get kind of, I get just yes. thinking about this. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's is, exciting. This is stuff right? worth talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the the type of cultures we want to cultivate, and again, so that our students not not just only in their music but in their lives they can create environments of grace and yes. create environments of forgiveness where they can instead of just tearing each other down, we can build yes. each other up. And let me tell y'all, that is where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where the best music making happens. In mm-hmm. cultures like that. Um, so, anyway, 
Come back, dear yes. audience. I hope they like that I call them dear. Come back, dear audience, because we um, we are excited to share more of our perspective with you. Yes, yes. I think that's your grandmother coming out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I had to say that. But So before we go, why don't we just share our email addresses? Because I said we would. Go ahead. Yes. Perfect. Well, we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, criticisms, and suggestions yes. for a name or otherwise. And you can reach me at my work email, potter underscore adam at roberts.edu. And you can reach me at p woodard, W-O-O-D-A-R-D, 68 at gmail.com. And, and we look forward to it. Yes, and we look forward to hearing from you. All right, thank you for joining this conversation. Have yourselves a great day. All right, bye-bye.